Bienvenidos y welcome to the Business Bruja podcast, where we're claiming our powerful intuition, our sacred medicina, embracing our magic and healing ancestral patterns of colonization, oppression, and invisibility, and evoke powerful creations in our own well-being, our lives, families, community, and our businesses. We are connected, not only with each other, but with Madre Tierra, with the planet. And we, we are also connected with our ancestors, our past lives, our lineages. Our mind, body, and spirits are also connected to our shadows, our doubts, and our businesses are interconnected, weaving through all of this. We just can't push past and pretend that all is well. It's really our time to step up and to give profound love, understanding, compassion, healing, and acknowledgement to the core to the core of our talents, to the core of our wounding, so our sacred businesses can soar. Hi, everyone. I am the creatrix of this blogcast, the business bruja herself, Vanessa Codorniu, a modern-day bruja, a fourth-generation psychic medium. I'm an Argentine-American who started reading adults at 16 and became a professional intuitive at 22, and now guides creatives, intuitives, and healers to break through fears connect to the practical power of their intuition so they can serve the world with their sacred gifts. I am a healer of healers, a teacher of teachers, and I have to admit, quite a few times a psychic to many psychics. And it's been such, such an honor to hold space for the next generation of healers. And I look forward to guiding even more and supporting even more. One of the ways that I do this is through the Akashic Records certification where people learn to read their own records and then to read the records of their clients. I also have a signature uh, eight-week program called Intuitive Leverage, which is an intuition boot camp that gives structure to the invisible so you can make your sensitivity your greatest advantage in life and business. I've worked with people one-on-one, And I have circled with so many folks, even children, for over 20 years. I've also been serving future young women leaders at the Bella Abzug Young Women's Leadership Institute for the last eight years, creating leadership circles around inclusivity, honoring sisterhood, bullying, diversity, and valuing our own visions and voices. In short, this is my life's work. Period y punto. I am literally one of New York City's best kept secrets with more than 10,000 psychic sessions with hundreds of students both in the U.S. and Latin America. As a bruja oracle, clinical hypnotherapist, astrologer, soulful business coach, and sacred circle holder, I'm not an elder yet. (laughs) Pretty close. I'm getting there. But I'm truly stepping into and owning my bruja queen and inviting you all to own yours, wherever you may be on the journey. Now, I decided to create this space for my own healing, for the healing of others, and for the cooperation towards a more collaborative and down-to-earth spirituality. In the last seven years that I've been online, I've seen so much consumerism and appropriation, and even a whitewashing of sacred and ancient beliefs. This is all the rage now. And my question becomes, how do we find a way and reclaim our own practices? How do we honor our own pathways, our own intuition, without getting caught up in the outside world around us? 
And that is the exploration that I've been on since I was a child. And that is the powerful space that I hold for my people. Now I'm also creating this beautiful space to share powerful healers whose time has come. You may have heard of them. Maybe they've been doing their work secretly in far off places or maybe in downtown Brooklyn. And maybe they're well known. But they are truly in alignment with this mission. And it'll be my pleasure to share them with you. Now, I cannot wait to share some of these people because honestly, I'm honored to call them my hermanas. As an immigrant who arrived in the United States, I've been straddling two languages, two cultures, uh, different spiritualities, religious beliefs, and I mean really many, many more culturas because I mean, have even been to New York. Uh, they label us Latinx, but there's so many culturas within culturas within culturas, right? The same we can say of our Asian brothers and sisters and black brothers and sisters. There's so many cultures within cultures within cultures. Whew. And so here we are, all of us at this intersection, straddling duality of being spiritual and being in a body, of being of a particular race or culture, and managing what that means in this world. We are all on this journey together. And if you found this podcast, know that you're in the right place. Have patience with me because this is my first one and I'm just learning and developing. My heart's in the right place. And I want to hold space for each and every one of us to continue to drop our cloaks of invisibility and to claim our true heritage. Now here we will speak what feels like truths, right, for everyone. And my guests, and so I just want to remind that my guests' opinions will not always reflect mine, but life would be pretty boring, right, if we didn't have different perspectives to explore and if we didn't agree to disagree. So I'll be sharing many different perspectives and opinions and ways of being. So welcome to episode one. Now I'm speaking to you right after the new moon in Scorpio. Oh, right? And I mean, I'm not saying Scorpio is all bad because I mean, it can get you sexy, it can get you juicy, it can get you flowing, manifesting, creating. But this special combination of Pluto, who is like the granddaddy, granddaddy ruler of Pluto, of the underworld. Granddaddy Pluto is the king of the underworld, right? And the underworld is not a bad place, but it is a place of depth. It's a place where we go, the lower world, to explore our roots, our fears, our shadows. And not only is Papa Pluto direct right now, we also have the sun, the moon, Venus and Mercury in Scorpio. This all means that the energies of the sun, the moon, how we feel, how we love, how we think, how we show up in the world is all focused, highlighted, super calibrated and laser focused for each and every one of us to be invited into a deeper initiation of self into a deeper initiation of our souls where we're facing our worst fears. And I'm going to talk about that because it hasn't been pretty on my end. I hope that you're surviving and that perhaps this can help you float a little bit as we get through it. But it's been a tough situation for many of us. It's just been difficulties, challenges, or maybe our wishes are coming true. And that's still scary, right? When we manifest and invite 
what we're dreaming about into our lives, then we got to deal with that one. And so if it isn't enough that we've just had a powerful new moon that invites us to really deal with the whole spectrum of birth, death, rebirth, right? And what phase we're in, we also have, hello, which I'm rushing so I can release this before this happens, Mercury is going retrograde in Scorpio. Mercury, the winged Hermes, the god, the energy of communication, technology, speed, connection, is going to be spinning backwards in the depth, in the shadows, in the sexuality, in the power. We're going to be invited in the next three weeks to review, to redefine, to recharge, to reconnect to our ideas about power, about what is the erotic about how we are showing up in the world, how we're saying yes so much, but we need to honor our sacred no, having discernment about who we hang out with and what kind of energy we allow into our lives, into our bodies, into our homes, into our businesses. And who do we want to be when we grow up, when we take on that deep position of ancestor, of elder, of king or queen in our world. So it's a deep time of redefining. And it's a deeper invitation to take those mermaid dives, those deep dives, and even deeper breaths so we can get to the core of our pain, our lack of worth, our doubts. And once looked at, once faced, once understood that they exist and that we're ready, we can begin to surface and come back with greater shine, with greater light. Now, I know that all the astrologers online act like this is something that only happens once in a lifetime. The truth is that we're always cycling, right? We're always being born, growing, dying, being reborn, Even our love lives, our businesses are constantly going through phases. And the quicker we embrace this, right, whether you call yourself a bruja or not, a witch, a curandera, a priestess, a sacerdotisa, a rebel, a healer, an empath, a believer, a dreamer, a lover, the quicker we embrace this way of dancing through life, We embrace life itself because life is a spiral dance. Life is un espiral. And the more we embrace this deeply, the more we can flow with the deep emotions that rise as we are facing serious challenges and crossroads. And here we are at this deep crossroads. So I invite you to take a deep breath in. My hope and intention for this podcast, this blogcast, is to hold space for you with information about astrology, to share my journey, and to interview other folks, and to give you tools and stories and a space for you to recognize yourself wherever you may be. It's time for us to be able to Reconocernos, to recognize ourselves. And so just remember that this Mercury retrograde is a deep invitation 
to rewind. Climb into your closet and pull out all your old lover's uh, letters. Read through them, burn them, let them go if you want new love. Look at your business and see what's worked up till now and what doesn't work anymore. Allow yourself to drop into sweet tenderness of what was and the deep compassion for those who've loved you but perhaps have disappointed or failed you, including yourself. And to allow yourself those tears that release, knowing that the breakthrough is coming on its tail end. It's being carried in because, again, we are creatures of cycles. We won't last too long in stuckness. We won't last too long in birth. We are in flow, moving effortlessly through birth, death, and rebirth. And so I invite you not to be too scared of the Mercury retrograde, because if you're alive, and if you're listening, you are, you have most likely been feeling this undertow of being dragged, hopefully not kicking and screaming, to face your shiz, to face your shadows, your limitations, the spaces within yourself that you really don't like to look at. And we may have been dragged into las sombras, the underworld, but we will return gracefully with our crown straightened, or at least that's what the stars have been whispering to me lately. And I mean, personally, it's hit me on all levels. And I'm so, so ready to come back with my crown straightened on and just feeling lighter and clearer. Whew. And at the same time, as much as I want to come back, I am speaking to you from this deep place, remembering that that which brought us to loss and pain and suffering and endings gives us beautiful, dark, rich soil in which to plant seeds and nurture them in our own mind, body, and spirit so they may grow. So at the same time that we are experiencing loss and change and grief and just anger sometimes because we just don't want to look, breathing at the same time, knowing that we're held and loved by our ancestors, by our guides, by the very process of being alive, that we, we shall get through this. Hmm, see, we are getting through Now, for today's introduction and for today's episode, I wanted to share about Scorpio season, which I feel like I already did. But I will be sharing about Scorpio season, what a bruja really means, honoring our sacred dead and our ancestors, and guiding us into a very short meditation towards the end. Now, with this Scorpio heavy energy, which is all about being invited to dare, as I say, right, or maybe even forced or dragged, to face our shadows, our fears, and the old ways of being, Basically, we're given an opportunity to release and transform, right? So we have a choice. We can release and transform or get stuck or be dragged through the change. Now, examples of this, you may be listening going, well, Vanessa, you know, what do I have to surrender? What do I need to transform and release? Examples of this are not dealing with underlying issues, let's say, in a relationship, in a marriage. And suddenly, you know, Pluto's on, we got everything in Scorpio, and there you go, you're served with a divorce, right? 
ignoring your health, and suddenly getting hit with a huge health challenge, right? Going about your business, knowing that you need to change some of your systems, but kind of liking that you're li- like floating by a little bit, like managing it because you work so hard to build it. Ahem, yeah, I'm not talking about myself. No, I'm not. And uh, all of a sudden, you have to f- you're faced with the fact that you need to change. And so these are all examples. And all of this is here to serve us, even if we don't feel this way. You know, in the last couple of weeks, I had so many tech issues. I want, I mean, I don't, I didn't want to pull my hair out because I like my hair and I, I want to keep it in the roots where they belong. But I mean, I've spent endless hours with laptop, with Apple, with iPhone, with Microsoft, with this, with that. I mean, I have a new iPhone and now my laptop got completely wiped and cleared and reinstalled. And so here we are recording this today. But it's been hours, 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 and it's this delaying and reviewing that just pissed me off and brought up in me anger that I didn't want to look at, right? Being in the light, being loving, holding space for others. And so I've been doing a lot of processing around being pissed off at the universe, around deeper ancestral healing, around rising more more calmly, more peacefully, more fully in my sacred work and in my life. And so we're all collectively going through these shifts. You know, today I saw a meme that really made me laugh. I mean, it's like the funny, not funny kind of funny. And it was literally a cartoon character on the floor with big eyes like bulging out saying, one unbalanced chakra from losing it, right? And I just laughed so hard because I was like, girl, I was on that Microsoft, Apple, and everybody else call. I mean, they were wonderful. They helped me, but it was just hours and hours. And so as we continue this journey today on this episode, I want to talk about something that is very specific and appropriate for what we're dealing with today. In this birth, death, rebirth dance, there are a couple of things that came up for me. So one was coming out of the bruja, witch, curandera, shaman, priestess, lightworker, empath, uh, chamana, um, sacerdotisa, curandera, I said, but I'll say it again, closet can be quick or slow, but it's always a process. Okay. And a lot of times you think you're out, but it's only your foot. Okay. You think you're out, you just stuck out an arm. And I believe that these times that we're living in, we've seen incredible revolutions coming to the, to the fore. We've seen women gather, right? The million women march, marching all over the world. We've seen me too. We've seen times up. We are speaking, we are raising our voices and not alone, but in unison And spiritually, while there's greater consumerism and there's all this appropriation, all this stuff is happening, there's also other movements where we are reclaiming. And if you're listening to this, you're part of it. So I wanted to just repeat that again, because sometimes we need to hear it again, which is coming out of the bruja, witch, curandera, shaman, priestess, lightworker, empath closet can be quick or slow, but it's always a process. Now, listen, I grew up in a South American family, right? 
I literally grew up with my egg limpias, with baños agrios y baños dulces, which are baths that are, um, you know, sweet and the ones that are not to get rid of the bad, to bring in the good. Um, I've grown up with the coffee cup readings and the mysterious premonitor, uh, uh, premonition-filled sueños and dreams, right? As well as your regular, everyday Catholic, uh, you know, after-school religious instruction. And I also grew up at one part of my life in a Jewish neighborhood, a white Jewish neighborhood. So I was part of the Lifty Long Island Federation of Temple Youth. I didn't grow up in Long Island. I grew up in Queens, but it was there. So I literally grew up with my mom giving us eggs so each and every one of us could do a limpia. We could throw it out the door, out the out the car when it was moving on. No, it's bad. I shouldn't be talking about it. Or go to the beach. We'd drive to the beach with my mom's friend and do a limpia and then like let go of the egg, right? Throw it out. Do our cleaning or cleanse ourselves with the ocean water if it was the appropriate time. And of course, our agua florida and our cascarilla and, you know, our saints and our connections to the beyond. And so my home life was literally... I mean, I've always done an Our Father, a Hail Mary. I still do all those prayers, even though I've been initiated Wiccan priestess. Um, but I literally, we'd literally drop an egg white into a glass of water and do a prayer over it. And in the morning, and set the intention in the morning, come back and read it. And then do our little limpieza, little limpias. And then go to church, right, on special holidays. And then me running off to rap group with all my Jewish friends in my Jewish neighborhood. And so it was this really different sort of expansive feeling where I got to know as a kid, pretty young, pretty early, that we all have our way to God and that we are powerfully guided. And that was something that was clear to me as a child. I saw my grandmother, my grandparents, they talked about dreams, the dreams came true. It was just a way of life. Another thing that became very clear to me as a child then even with this wild, powerful, resourceful, spiritual, and intuitive power that so many people that I knew had, so many were still suffering. So many were still hiding. So many were not um, stepping out with this magia, with this sacred medicina. They weren't. You know, I used to climb these stairs um, in Washington Heights to get a reading from Mari, who I adore. Um, she passed away. Uh, Madrina del Alma, I love her, y bendiciones. And she would be there all day in her little room with all the velas, reading and reading people. And she told me that this day would come. She told me that my life would be devoted to this work. And just to tell y'all, I ran, okay? I know that now everybody's running to the laptop lifestyle and the spirituality realm and wanting to embrace their abilities and their talents, which I honor and support. But for me, I was like, okay, this is the way I live, but um, I didn't see it as a career. And so I understood that there was this incredible power on one hand. And then on the other hand, there were these incredible challenges. There were still people 30 years ago when I was a little kid, 40 years ago, who were so powerful but yet hidden. And that goes back to the whole coming out of the bruja closet takes time, even if it's slow or fast, because... At the age of six or seven, we were talking about dreams. As a teen at 16, and this is a long story that I'm not going to share now, my mom blinded, blindfolded me and we flipped a Ouija board around and all of this information came through. 
And after that, I started reading adults. And then I said, nope, I lost my poderes. I can't because I wanted to be a teen. And flash forward to present time where I've been working for two decades, where I have been online for seven years. And it's time to release what needs to be released. It's time to rework, to find different ways of serving, of showing up, to call myself forward during the Scorpio season and support others in moving forward. And I'm not going to lie, it's scary. It's been scary. Work today. And I realized this and I was scared. I have to tell you, Pluto came in, everybody beat me up, the posse came up, and they were like, Girl, you better wake up. You're guiding and helping others, and yet you're holding yourself back. Even though you do the videos every day, even though you're going to plan to do the podcast, your websites all are, are um, all over the place, woman. And I took that deep breath, and all the excuses came up. So for anybody listening, pero esto, pero this, pero that, but I don't have this, but I don't have that, but I got that, got that, got that, got that. It's like, shh. And that's where the bruja comes in. You know, that sacred, powerful, spiritual force, which is part guerrera, part light worker, part healer, by curandera. Remember, we create spells with our words. And the I don't have, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have becomes a mantra that creates a reality. So I said, Beach, you better stay up all night and work on this. And I did. So soon I'll be sa- I'll be sharing with all of you my new website. And you know what? It's not perfectly the way I want it. But F that. F that. It's time to show up. It's time to show up in all our glory. And how am I to guide you if I'm not doing that for myself? And so the invitation for you as well, if you're a coach, if you're a teacher, if you're a healer, You're not just facing your own fears and dealing with your own ancestral patterns and the colonization, the colonizer's definition of who we are, what we are, what we believe in is demonic or demonized or or other. We are also, we're also doing this for others. And so, yes, we're afraid and we have to deal with our stuff, but it can become easier when you say, you know what, I've got to light the way. So I better be brave and I better own my stuff because I got tons of people behind me. And when we stop making it about ourselves and make it about the greater calling at hand, we are not pulling out a tarot card because it's trendy. Ahem, ahem, right? (laughs) We are pulling out a tarot card because we are wise, we are divine, we're sacred. And this is what our soul is calling us forward into. Because tarot cards like oracles, like runes, like African shells, like so many other ways and systems of reading and divination are just tools so our spirit can speak to us. And so just remember, the process out of the closet is going to take time. And just because something worked yesterday doesn't mean it's going to work today. But do something about it because the future depends on it. We are in a process of becoming elders. And I'm saying this to you even if you're 22, okay? because <laughs> you are if you're lucky enough you're going to be an elder girl and so what kind of legacy are we leaving behind now another piece piece of another nugget not another piece of nugget but a nugget just because you know doesn't mean you're doing it i mean hello i am a soulful business guide i read about your business i help you uh, you know on block and yet i had five websites I knew better, but I wasn't doing it. 
And so in this nugget of wisdom that I'm offering you, where in your life do you know better? And yet you're not showing up for yourself. And I'm not asking you to be ashamed. No, shame has no place here. Let's acknowledge this. Let's face this together. Let's look at it during the season and say, you know, what's behind that? For me, honestly, um, my first year online, I was so overwhelmed. It was 2012, 2013. I was so overwhelmed. I had so many bookings, so many bookings. I filled my program. I hit six figures my first year. It was overwhelming, overwhelming. And I was still recovering from a car accident, a breakup, a surgery, a layoff. It was like, boom, boom, everything happened. And I just didn't want people to be able to find everything about me all the time. So I was like, you want a program? Here's a link to the website. You want this? And I separated it. It worked then. It doesn't work now. So what in your life? worked then but isn't working now and where in your life do you know something but you're not practicing it hmm. now something else that arose during this time was about cycles need to be honored in order to align with our own flow and genius and that means my people that we can't just be a bruja on instagram we're so outer focused, right? Or we're taking pictures and pouting our lips. And you know, I'm in that, I'm in it. And we're taking pictures of the cauldron and we're taking pictures of the smoke and the velas and the this and the that. But are we doing the work? Honor your cycles. We need to honor our cycles. We need to allow ourselves to be slow when we're slow, to be sad when we're sad. And then allow ourselves to be reborn. So the invitation for you all is to listen to the moon. To listen to your body, to your heart. What does she want? Where is she calling you? Because if we're going to flow in our spirit and our deep wisdom, we have to start by doing it with ourselves. Hmm. Now, one of the ways that we honor the cycles is by honoring our sacred dead, our ancestors. Now, this doesn't mean that we love everybody that was in our family. It doesn't mean we know everybody that was in our family. But we need to bring them in. We need to start learning unlearning patterns of being we need to honor the talents the strengths because we're all connected as i said when we began and so one of the ways that we can do and this doesn't you know you don't have to be mexican and i do give big props to the mexican culture for honoring the dead and creating an amazing way for that beautiful culture to deal with death and the passing of dear ones. But for the rest of us, we can light a candle. We can set up an altar, an altar, place a picture of somebody who's passed over, place a glass of water for the element of water and also to clear and cleanse and elevate them. We can say a prayer, whether it's a line in a religion or something we make up on the spot. We can thank them for their contributions to who we are today. And we're stepping into that time we're stepping into this week where we are honoring the dead. Now I honor them every week. I have an altar on my wall of those who are deceased. 
And every week I light a candle and I say prayers. But now, in this time in October, going into November, with all of the sacred holidays, whether it's Celtic or Mexican or many other paths, it is a perfect time. The veil is thin. And I hear you. If you don't like your great-great-grandfather because you heard horrible stories down the line, well, call in the well ancestors, the healed ones, and then ask them to heal the ones that are unhealed. Ask their angels to heal them. But if you want to connect to your roots and you want to begin to create a space in your life, because remember, out of sight is out of mind, right? This busy, crazy world. So if you create a little altar, if you light a candle, if you have a picture, you will kind of be drawn to it. Your focus will be drawn to the space. And so that is how we can begin to start paying even more attention. Share stories of those that you loved. You know, I have heard so many amazing stories of my family members. I don't think that most of my family that I know of, my mother's side, they didn't stay in a country more than 100 or, yeah, 100 or 120 years. They literally kept leaving. You know, they were in another part of Europe. Then they went to um, Spain. Then from Spain, they went to Argentina. And then from Argentina, they came to the United States. And in my father's story as well, my grandmother's ancestors left Peru, came to Argentina, and then she was cut off from all of that wisdom and knowledge. So let's honor all those spaces, all those places that we come from. And there's something very unique about us. And I mean, it's not just us. Many other races and groups and cultures have this as well. But Latinx, I mean, we're a combination of everything. I already knew because I've been attracted. I've been attracted to Celtic. I've been attracted to African. I've been attracted to indigenous traditions. I've been attracted to belly dance. I was a belly dancer for many years, performing and such. I've been attracted to the Greek traditions and Roman traditions and the Strega tradition, which is the Italian witch. I've been attracted to North American indigenous traditions. And when I got back my DNA results, I mean, it was all in alignment. The Jewish and, and, and European and indigenous and Peruvian, Argentinian indigenous and African from four different countries. And it was all of it. And so for all of us, we may not remember, we may not think that we have these different bloodlines flowing through us, but we are so powerful. And part of the way that we decolonize what is beautiful, what is spiritual, what is spirituality, what is sacred, is by reclaiming that which was covered up, by reclaiming that which was demonized. And it's time. So please tell a story of your ancestor. Say a prayer for the ones that may have been lost. You know, when I belly danced, I don't think my parents were too happy about that, mind you. Uh, part of me sometimes cried before I stepped out on stage or out with the group that I performed because I knew that I was dancing because my grandmothers couldn't. The societies my grandmothers grew in that would have been, grew up in, that was a loose woman, right? There was a, que, que tipo de mujer, what type of woman? And now, you know, I've been doing improv now for two years. I'm on stage every weekend performing with four or five different groups and I get to be ridiculous. I get to say things and be people and do things that I never would have imagined. I do musical improv as well. 
my grandmothers couldn't do that. They were always the good woman. There was the mama, the abuela. Like, wow. And so I give thanks to my abuelas and my bisabuelas and my tatarabuelas and so on and so on and so on. Because they did what they did. They traveled to the countries that they did and they held it together. So no, I could be fancy free and footloose. Now I'm not completely fancy free and footloose, but wait, I am much more fancy free and footloose than they were. And so breathe that in, take that in and thank them. So we're almost coming to the close now, but I wanted to talk about Bruja. And remember that first point that I said about how we step out of the Bruja closet, but it takes time. Well, for me, it took time because over time, you know, I'm a healer now doing this work over 20 years. I've been online and have websites. And if you read my over 10,000 sessions, blah, blah, all of this stuff. But I wasn't ever, I did not ever. I mean, my mother calls me Brujita all the time and I called her OG Brujita, right? Because she is old gangster Bruja throwing it down. I did not come out as that. And a couple of months ago, when I was sitting down and asking myself where to move next with my business, what did my business want of me? I heard the business bruja. And I was like, oh, hell no. No, 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 mi amor. No, no, por favor. But then I was like, no. V, sit the F down and like breathe this in and breathe it and process it and handle it. And I realized I have a big Spanish-speaking following and many clients from all over the world that speak Spanish. I'm like, Dios mío. But that's why I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about this reclaiming of the word bruja for me. Because we need to remember, you know, that just like major religions, and please, I'm not poo-pooing your religion. I'm just stating some things that to me are truth. You don't have to take it. You can let it go. You can not accept it. But for me, the major religions have done a huge number on us. They stamped out a lot of our beliefs told us we were wrong, told us the flesh was bad, and made everything demonic, all the pleasures in life, the orgasms, the sex, the exploration, the embodiment, the dancing wildly, the giving thanks to the universe, to God, to the trees, to the flowers, to the earth, by singing and dancing and moving. And that's so natural. You see little babies when they can, like they can hop, they put on music and they're already bopping. If they can sit or they can crawl and they move their booties or they stand up on their little wobbly feet. We were born to move. We were born to give thanks. When I reclaimed the word witch almost 30 years ago, I saw it as someone who works with the forces of nature. Someone who can shift consciousness to heal, to empower, to inspire. And another component of which, you know, we show we're alone a lot in the images. There was a witch alone, like walking alone, or a witch with a lot of witches. She was for the community. She served the community. And so when we reclaim the word bruja, witch, we are reclaiming our force, our empowerment to heal ourselves, our family, and to change the world. Right? To change the world, our world, other people's world. Now, this word bruja still calls to mind these evil old ladies, these hags, these crones, or these sexy seductresses that want your blood or your soul, or they're going to steal your children and eat them or do other terrible things with them. And all this is depicted in stories and fairy tales and Disney movies. And these representations of the evil and the killer and the one that harms and brings affliction, misfortune, and curses. It was defined by the colonizer. And now what we're seeing is a resurgence, a resurgence of scholars, 
that are saying and proving and researching that brujeria, the word brujeria, just like the word witchcraft in Europe, was redefined, reimagined through the lens of the Catholic or Christian colonizers that equally also demonized Afro traditions, African traditions, and indigenous religious practices and traditions. And remember that the the center of a lot of these cultures, culturas, were female healers. And it's not just the indigenous, it's not just the African, it's also when we're talking about Celtic and other traditions. So in other words, brujas, the brujas, they were the resistors, the revolutionary. They're the ones who put their foot down and said, not my baby, no conmigo. And they were getting their herbs and mixing the stuff and helping their children and doing what they needed to do. Because the connection of the brujas, the wild woman, is the powerful woman, is the leader, is the weaver of spells and the changer and the changer of community and the supporter and the healer. That was wiped away by colonization. But along with that, we lost our connection. We were sexualized only as putas or whores, etc., we were separated into mother whore paradoxes. And la mujer buena, the good woman, became the religious woman of a major religion. And so what we're doing here, what we're taking part in here, whether you consider yourself a bruja, whether you consider yourself a witch, a healer, an empowered woman, a woman who's ready to reclaim her voice and her passion, we're here to wipe away. We're here to wipe away what's covered up our true selves, our true voice. We're here to reclaim our sexuality, our intuition, our spirituality, our ability to lead because guess what? It's always been there. Look at the major social movements. Look at the women. Look at the women. And this brave Me Too movement, millions of women marching, sharing their stories. You know, when someone said to me, I said, you know, something about sexual harassment and sexual abuse, like, that's a woman's issue. I'm like, no, that's exactly the problem. It's not. It's our current human issue. So that's what the bruja does. And so, young Latinx, I take off my, my bruja hat to you because you are reclaiming it. You're taking back a cultural taboo. And you're repainting it and redefining. And remember, we are in the time of redefining, recharging, refining, redefining, reclaiming. So we are gathering. We are gathering to create music, to clean up and redefine our language. And to finally take back the ability to redefine and claim and call ourselves what we want. And so my loves, this is why I'm now the business bruja. Because I realized my ass was still in the closet. And she needed to come out. Poor girl needs some air, okay? And so this is what we're talking about. Getting out of the closet. Knowing that we know things but we don't necessarily practice them. Get that huevo girl and clean yourself. Put that glass of water on your altar and help heal and elevate your ancestors. Put on that song and shake your booty and clear away that boss's, you know, nasty attitude. And light that candle for yourself and know that change is coming. And know that you are the change. And know that we are the change. And that we're together in this. 
And so now as we begin to close, I want to invite us into a very brief little tiny meditation. Because your girl has carried on, but a bit. So just allowing your eyes to gently close. And as you breathe in, allowing yourself, allowing your booty to feel solid in the seat wherever you may be. Allowing yourself to be fully present and breathing in deeply into your belly. As you allow yourself to drop in even deeper. Know that there is a candle lit for you and imagining it before you lit and ready to illuminate your path. And now in your own voice and your own power and your own espiritu calling your mother, your grandmother, your great grandmother, your great 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 grandmother, your great 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 grandmother, calling forth your maternal grandmothers, your paternal grandmothers, calling the mothers today. We'll call the men another day. And allowing them to come forth. It doesn't matter if you've met them or not. As we allow ourselves to dive in deeper during this time, I call on my own Madre, Mari Crisco Dornio Molini, and Cecilia Molini Gonzalez, and Margarita Porto Gonzalez, on her mother and on her mother's mother, and, our th- and so on and so on. And my father's mother, Hortensia Basanco Dornio, and her mother who is unknown as she was left at an orphanage to all my indigenous grandmothers that we do not know about, to my great-great-great-grandmothers that I do not know about, that we do not know about, and asking our angels and guides now to bless them, to guide them, to help them heal, and to invite us into a deeper state of awareness, of readiness to face our own shadows and embrace our beauty, our sexuality, our liberation, our freedom. As we allow ourselves to drop in deeper, asking now, asking our ancestors if there's something that needs healing at this time. Is there something that needs healing at this time? And then asking them if they need something. How can you support the healing? Do they need that glass of water on the altar? Do they need you to do a little dance? How can you support your healing and theirs at this time? Expansion liberation. Um, for you to know, to remember your deep knowing. Así será. Amen. Ashe, 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 aho. Sending you all so much love. If you want to connect with me, my new website should be up in a couple of days and it is called thebusinessbruja.com. If you'd like to explore working with me in any capacity, whether it's Akashic Records, Ancestral Patterns, Hypnosis, Past Lives, courses that I teach, English or Spanish, just reach out and we can set up a talk and explore the options and how I can best support you. Oh, and before I forget, I have an amazing retreat coming up. It's called Women Rise, and it is a sacred initiation into the mysteries of water on the Lake of Seven Colors in Bacalar, Mexico. It's five days there, and it will be incredible. It's from April 29th to May 3rd, 2020, and we still have a couple of spots open. So reach out if you feel called. Sending so much love. Muchas gracias. Adios. Adios.